Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Drunken Car Review. I realize this episode is a little late, but, um, well... GM unfortunately decided to change my plans a bit as they decided to, well, backload my entire schedule with a ton of news that I had decided that I, well, had to cover. Unfortunately, this means I'm going to have to postpone my car review until next week because, well, unfortunately, GM has decided that they had other plans. And so, with that out of the way, let's get on to a, well, a laundry list of news. So let's start off with, well, not so much the bottom of the barrel. Let's start off with Buick. Buick has recently um, moved to a, um, well, possibly changed their logo once again. Now, Buick has undergone many different logos over the years. My personal favorite being the um, old Eagles-looking logo they used to have back in the early 90s. But recently, they've filed to actually change their logo to something a little bit different. We've seen a push to actually change it to an almost... You know, the classic three shields on the circle. Kind of staggered upwards. We, that's kind of what we always recognize Buick's pretty much since all well, childhood and that. It's kind of been the, um, I apologize if you own a Buick, but uh, it's been the emblem of the old people for a long time. Buick, though, being as how they're going to try to change to electric and everything's going to be hip and fresh, GM's been changing a lot of their logos and information all that stuff to try to make it look all more trendy. Obviously, the GM logo was a massive flop that looked like a pile of dumpster fire, in my opinion. It looks like you're in a cheap startup company, and, um... Well, it looked like garbage. There's no other way to say it. I get they needed to change the old big GM logo from... Well, the, the logo has basically existed for years, but... Well, it just wasn't a good move. Anyways, but the fact is is that Buick, while being one of the older car brands, uh, probably needed to change along with it. Now, like I said, they had a few changes over the years, but this one is probably the most... Well, probably the most modernizing out of all of them. They got rid of the circle. But it's plain and simple, that old badging logo that used to stick up above the hood, yeah, that thing is the only reason that existed. They got rid of that finally, and basically got rid of the staggered shields. Now it's basically a row of three shields with a classic little boomerang shape on the inside. Probably going to be staggered with the same color, some will probably red, white, and blue still. And, um, well, there's not much difference other than that. And overall, though, it's not a humongous change that makes it look spectacular, but it actually don't look bad. Like I said, I was a little bit leery considering the fact that, well, let's just say GM hasn't had a good history of changing the logos to anything that positive. But like I said, I was pleasantly surprised, and it's a simple change, and honestly, it does make the cars look a lot more modern. Do I think Buick will live up to the logo's expectations? Quite honestly, no. I'm not sure Buick ever will. Because to be honest, it has such a reputation now that, honestly, I don't think you will ever be able to ditch. Unfortunately, it is kind of known as the old person's car. Yeah, it's your in-between between Chevrolet and Cadillac, but unfortunately it's kind of been taken up by an unfortunate sector that I don't think GM will ever be able to quite inherently ditch. So anyways, on with other news. Yeah, that was the best I had for you for GM news, so sorry, the rest is going to be garbage. I'm just going to keep going off on GM right now anyways. So, let's start off with a chip shortage, shall we? Now this is actually applies to Ford as well. 
See, Ford's announced that they're going to be finally shutting down one of their manufacturing plants. I believe it's the one that's going to be producing Mustangs. Uh, I think it's next week they're going to be starting it. Or rather, this week now at this point. Um, but GM now is announcing their second halt. You see, earlier they had the shutdown of the... What's the name of the plant? It was the one that actually manufactures their Cadillac Blackwings and their Camaros and all that. Basically, their fancier sport car divisions. But this one's a little bit more important. You see, the Flat Rock one was the one that was kind of important for producing their Mustangs and all that for Ford. Um, the Lansing one, when, uh, let's see, yeah, Lansing River Pan was the one that produces their Camaro. But recently, GM has announced that it's Chevy Silverado's GMC series, basically all their pickup trucks over built in Fort Wayne, will be shutting down for two weeks starting April 4th. That is a big deal because now GM has two plants knocked out of commission. Mostly they state the semiconductor hub shortage and obviously GM, out of all the brands, has been the one biggest, well, mainly the one hit by this stuff. Obviously every brand has been seeing massive shortages, but GM is the one that's really taken a brunt of the beating. And overall, they were the first ones to enact the whole, uh, you'll get most of your car, just with some features missing full feature in that obviously ford and a couple of other brands have gone to that as well considering they don't really have much of a choice but gm not surprising was the first ones to have to enact that now like i said is it necessary unfortunately yeah because unfortunately if you don't have anything to build cars with you kind of just end up with while well, we saw the pictures last year with just cars lined up up to the wazoo pretty much filling up lot after lot and just ranking lots all over the place is that good no because uh, there's actually rumors going around that a lot of those cars had to be scrapped because well most of them were no good. So overall, it is indeed unfortunate, but unfortunately, it is indeed necessary. And I did say I didn't have any other good GM news, but there was one thing. There was a video going on of a Chevy Silverado that got flipped over in a tornado, dragged on its roof for a couple feet, flipped back over, and drove away. The driver was luckily okay, obviously, and obviously the truck was pretty badly damaged, but honestly, just the fact that this thing even drove away was impressive of the vehicle. Now, GM has announced that while they are short on trucks, they would indeed be giving this individual a brand new Silverado. The fact is that the 16-year-old was probably in the scariest time of his life, and honestly, I'm sure he didn't expect GM to reach out after that, so he'll be getting a brand new 2022 Silverado 1500 LT, also in the red, the color that uh, he was driving when the tenor decided to drag his car a couple feet. So, honestly, a little bit of a feel-good story from GM. Um... Honestly, they're also donating $50,000 to uh, Disaster Relief to, to, to reading down the article. Anyways, yeah, not bad from GM. I mean, not everything is horrible, I suppose, at least on the automotive front. But, well, I say almost. The 2023 Chevy Corvette is getting a price bump. Yep, it was going to be kind of expected. I mean, honestly, everything's going to get a price bump this year because of, well, inflation and everything else like that. Now, a couple of people have been passing the office. Not that bad, but the fact is the Corvette is already difficult for most people to obtain. And with inflation being the way it is, honestly, most Americans will not be able to price it. Are getting priced out of this car already? It's got the classic mantra of the every man sports car. But let's face facts. Most men can't afford it. Yeah, I get that it's cheaper than buying a Lambo, but honestly, the starting price is now $63,000 for a base Corvette. Now, that's not like obviously god awfully buying a Lamborghini or something like that, but it ain't a huge price, I can honestly say. I think it's uh, $1,050 more than it was last year. And they changed a couple of things. I think it's a new 20 wheel spoke design, and you can option black tips and that. But um, honestly, it's not a huge price hike, but just the fact that Corvette, of all things, is getting one, I guess it's not that big of a deal. I guess I'm. Um, 
most people wanted this to be a bigger story than it was. Let's face facts. The fact that Corvette, I mean, everybody's raising their prices. I mean, they didn't even do what Tesla did, where they literally jacked up the price three times in a matter of a week. So, no, I don't think that's a big deal at all. Overall, I think it's just a little bit blown out of proportion. But what's not blown out of proportion is this. GM has finally begun to ship out some of their GMC Hummer EVs, finally. The first edition. Um, and obviously, dealers have been a little bit less than truthful, to be honest, about the car pricing and uh, have tried to take advantage of situations. Now, I get that inventory is low and you kind of need to make a buck where you can, but there's also no reason to, well, attempt to strangle the customer who's already ordered the vehicle you're getting. So basically, a dealership attempted to apply a $50,000, no, I didn't say 5000 $50,000 markup on the vehicle at the last minute of sale on a new GMC Hummer. Yeah, it is it's almost disgusting to say. So a vehicle that was already $110,000, they attempted to jack up the price to $160,000 after taxes. That is freaking insane. After the whole thing, after taxes and registration and licensing fees, it would have totaled $177,000. Obviously, the customer was... Well, peeved and ended up walking away from the dealer and ended up calling GMC and asked if there was any recourse, but he told Jalopnik the automaker was not a real help. In other words, this guy finally ordered a Hummer EV, got the car of his dreams, got it in, and because the dealership was such assholes, basically, I cannot say it any other way, he basically got, well, kicked out of his own car. Now, like I said, GM has earlier in the year early in the year, only like last couple weeks ago, announced that they would be attempting to take action against dealerships who have been announced price hikes and all this stuff above normal action price. It is a little bit disappointing. Honestly, the fact is that GM obviously isn't going to do jack dirty squat against this kind of dealership because, well, what are they going to do? So to be honest, I don't see any recourse possibly coming for this guy or anybody else for that matter. Now, some people say it's a deal because early in the year at auction, one of these Hummer EVs sold for nearly $300,000. I guess the $170,000 price tag is a bargain, I guess. But not when you order that vehicle and expect it to be one price and end up getting it another way. Always make sure that you have some kind of signed written agreement between you and the dealership when you are buying a new car. Don't go in there expecting things because you want that price to be 100% the same. The only markup you get is from if the manufacturer adds one and you want to make sure you have that in writing it isn't 100% guaranteed but it does give you much better odds in the end always get everything in writing because this is one of the examples of just how well skeevy a dealership can be at times not all of them are but unfortunately a lot of them can be anyways I suppose that'll do it with the uh, 10 minutes of well abysmal GM review so um let's get on with a little bit more other news from around the whole industry as well. Stellantis, let's get into them a little bit. Stellantis has announced a new six row with a twin turbo inline six engine. We haven't seen a whole lot of inline sixes in quite a while. Not since the early 2000s were they really a big thing. Now, I kind of always loved the sounds of inline six. They sound a little bit better, in my opinion, than the V8s, or V8s, the V6s, just because they had to kind of have more linear power performance. Overall, though, the technology is supposed to provide a pretty decent amount of horsepower. They said they um, it doesn't go directly in contrast to there's 2020, 2030, I think it is, electric goals or whatever it is. But the fact is, it is a turbocharged 3 liter inline 6. It is called 
the Hurricane. Honestly, I really like this engine, and I hope it ends up in a lot of cars, especially, more specifically, I've been looking at buying a Jeep as well. I wouldn't mind this more ending up in the engine of a nice, I just, I just think a Hurricane engine would just sound pretty badass, and Stellantis motors have been pretty reliable over the years. Overall, though, the motor is not a slouch in the slightest either. It is set to deliver almost 400 horsepower and 450 foot-pounds of torque. That is very impressive, considering, well, my 2006 Dodge Daytona has a Hemi V8 in it with 350 horsepower, almost 50 horsepower less than this little inline 6 makes. It is really impressive, and um, honestly, I can't wait to hear it. It might actually sound like a pretty dang good engine. I'm not really the biggest fan of V6s, but... Uh, I'm actually looking forward to this one. Another news, uh, let's look at Toyota, shall we? You want a 2023 Toyota GR Corolla Circuit Edition? Well, you have it this year and this year only. You see, they've announced that, well, Toyota is announcing their only GTR Corolla, and it's only for one year. And honestly, I'm not a huge fan of the Toyota Corolla because, well, it's a Toyota Corolla, let's face facts here. But overall, though, the thing doesn't look absolutely horrible, I guess. It's actually kind of cool looking, I hate to say. Obviously, I'm not a big fan of the hatchback design, just my personal opinion. But it does actually look pretty dang cool. And honestly, I would debate, well, if I had the money and I was into those cars, I could see where people really like it. It's actually got a really cool feature, at least just kind of spotting right off the bat. That, uh, looking at pictures, it's got almost like a three-tip exhaust, two on the side, and kind of like one big one in the middle. I don't want to get too much into this because honestly, I can see myself, I'm probably going to end up doing a review of this car down the road as it actually gets announced in 100% setup. And uh, honestly, I actually look forward to digging into this car a little bit more because it looks like it might be pretty dang good. In more um, hilarious news, chip shortages aren't the only thing shutting down Mercedes factories. At least in India, anyways. No, no, it ain't chips. It's a loose leopard. That's right, a loose leopard got into the facilities at Mercedes-Benz over in India. While they went on a slight mine hunt, basically, or a leopard hunt, I should say, it kind of just roamed around in one spot, it laid down and hid behind some shipping pallets. Turns out everyone has a cat allergy when, well, it's 40 feet tall, as the Motor Trend article put it. <laughs> Obviously, it's one thing to say um, you want to see these things up close, but dang, I don't think you want to walk into work and see these things staring back at you. Obviously, they tranquilize a little cat, well big cat and ended up getting it out of there and work was able to resume but uh, it's just kind of hilarious that uh, well of all the things shut down a plant that was one of the more interesting ones I'd ever heard another good news Saab yeah Saab still exists and uh, yeah their newest EV is a rather impressive feat of engineering that's right it is uncovered a lost ship that has been disappearing since uh, the 1915 in case you have no idea what I'm talking about Saab engineered and basically built a 260-pound EV with a 30-kilowatt battery and a pop speed of about 4.6 miles in an autonomous underwater vehicle. That's right, you don't think of Saab as being the one to kind of design this kind of stuff, but it's actually a rather impressive feat of engineering, and it's rated to almost a depth of 942 feet. It was the one to discover the long Ernest Shackleton ship, and... Um, it was actually pretty impressive that this thing managed to locate it and actually reach it because they were kind of taken to the limits of this thing. And honestly, the first picture I saw of this thing, it was actually pretty dang cool. After over 100 years in off in the Arctic seas, the ship was actually pretty well preserved. And you could actually see the back railing was just almost immaculately shaped. It was almost haunting. And I just love a good shipwreck photo. Honestly, 
it's actually pretty impressive that a car maker would actually even think to start to well, making a little EV bolt like this. So honestly, Saab, while it may be usually end up on the road that is a doornail, at least their boat motorcraft seems to be doing pretty dang well. And honestly, I am struggling with this next last bit of news I have for you. You see, I don't know how to say this. Canoe. Canoe is a company, it was launched in 2017. Um, no, what the hell is wrong with this place? It is the most jelly bean-esque looking pile of junk I have ever seen in my life. Honestly, it's going to probably end up my ludicrous car of the month because honestly, this is the most hideous pile of dog, well, Yes, you know, it is it is ugly as all daylights, and I have no clue what possessed these nut jobs to produce a vehicle like this. It's supposed to be like a make-on-camper life, but oh my god, is it ugly. Yes, and I'm making this loose car of the month. I'm announcing that right here, right now, early in the month, because honestly, this thing is hideous. There's no other way to put it. So, that will do it for today's news. Again, I apologize for this episode getting out a little late and making it a little shorter, but, um... I didn't expect to get front-loaded with a boatload of GM news at the beginning of the week, and I was already gotten backlogged from the week before, not recording any kind of news segments. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like and or like it, and uh, I keep beginning to lose my train of thought, and clearly my brain is beginning to shut down. So I suppose I should end this video. Thank you all for what, listening to this, my ramblings, and oh my god, my brain's going dead. Goodbye.